Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the First and Ten Podcast, brought to you by Blog and the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, I am Tony Catalina, alongside my guy, Aiden Davis. Aiden, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing excellent. I'm, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm simultaneously trying to look at and analyze every mock draft I see on Twitter, which is a lot of mock drafts. But I'm also kind of over the mock drafts where I'm like, okay, I'm now ready for the real thing. I think I've seen every possible iteration of how these seven rounds can go. Give yeah. me the real thing. I'm so glad you said that because I'm I'm kind of there too. I'm at the I, I love football and I love all the coverage and I talk about it all the time, but like I guess I'm done with the mocks. <laughs> like you said, I'm at the point now where I just uh I've seen every mock. I've looked at them all. You know, I'm I'm literally hooked on all of them. So it's like I'm the perfect consumer. But at this point in time, like there's only so many different variations you can have at this point. Like it's, I agree. I mean, I love, you know, we'll keep pumping them out. We're getting closer. Maybe as we get closer, there'll be more information, but I got a little bit of mock draft fatigue myself. So question for you in terms like, I'm not, I will never claim to be a draft guy. If I ever put out a like Aiden Davis draft guide, know that I might be held at gunpoint and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they'd make me come up with a draft guy. Yeah. yeah. But I, that's, Probably not my draft guide. I'm not Connor Livesay who does an excellent job with this during the draft. Like he has, I would highly recommend his draft guide if you, if any listener hasn't, hasn't seen it. But so do you like when I see the mock drafts, I stop after like round four. Sometimes I'm like, I don't need to see who you're taking the seventh round because there's a zero percent chance I'm going to be able to form an actual opinion on this person. Yeah. I mean, what round do you give that cutoff? Honestly, I look at them all, but I but I look at the back like three. Like we're just throwing darts at the board here because yeah. there's always like, I mean, who would ever thought like Nation Wright in the third round? Like I didn't see that. I don't think there's many people that had him coming or seeing that. And that's the problem I think with mock drafts is like we know what Twitter tells us, we know what draft Twitter tells us, but then you get in the draft board and, and somebody like Tyler Smith gets picked in the first round. They're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like we haven't <laughs> seen that at all. So, and then all of a sudden you know, myself included, we're like, that's a bad pick. But then the Patriot, um, excuse me, the Cowboys stand on their, on their, on their laurels. And they, and they're like, listen, like this is who our guy. And then we're like, all right, never mind. You're right. Like it's fine. So I think mock drafts are fun, but you got to take them with a grain of salt because it's throwing darts at a board here. And I think it it goes the opposite direction too, right? Where there's one player that's just falling down draft boards and everybody's like, you'd be dumb not to take him here. And it's like, well, no, if the other 31 teams kept passing on him round after round, there's probably a reason for it. Like, what was the name of that linebacker that the Nicobe Eagles ended Dean. up taking? Nicobe Dean yeah, last year. Yep. Where he was projected to be like back into the first, if not mid first round. Pick. There were people, there were people, and I know there are people because I've seen it and I've communicated with them. And we talked about it recently that were banging the table for Nicobe Dean in the first round for the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, and like you sitting there like, take them, yeah. take them, you know, <laughs> and he went in the third round. So, 
Yeah, and so I mean, maybe there's there's a re we're not uh, this Twitter community is not draft experts. Maybe there's a reason he slipped to the third round last year, and we did not see him get play in 2022. So, well, funny, funny that we talk about that. We can have a Cowboys lean on this. A lot of people thought Sam Williams in the second was a reach, and they thought that J Jalen Tolbert was a steal in the third. So it's like, I mean, Jalen Tolbert in the third seems like a, a swing and a miss right now. I mean, I'm not going to yep. bury the kid, but like, I think, you know, if through first year, it's, you know, a lot less to be desired. And then Sam Williams looks like he did, you did a damn good job there in the second round. I think somebody that can be productive, he can stay on the field and be, you know, and, and stay, you know, off the knucklehead type of stuff. I think he could be a productive member of the team. And if I'm remembering it right, I remember the Duran Bland pick as everybody was like, Eh, it's probably a guy that's not going to make the team and he'll just be a special teams guy if he makes it just because he's like, what, fifth round pick? Yeah, fifth round, round pick. But you know what's funny? I mean, I'm kind of saying this and I don't mean to be disrespectful in this, but my brother played in that collegiate bowl, the NFLPA collegiate bowl when he came out and so did yep. Deron Bland. And typically that collegiate bowl is like the third tier of the senior bowls, right? There's the senior bowl, the East-West round game, and the NFLPA collegiate bowl. So not many guys latch on. You know, there are some guys who make it out and do well, but it's not as big of a hit rate as, say, the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine game. So I think when you look at Jerome Bland and you don't know anything about him, you're like, okay, you know, fifth-round pick, Fresno State, a guy who played in the Collegiate Bowl, you're probably not, like, saying, oh, my God, this is a home run selection. Then you get him on the field, and he's an absolute stud. So it's like you, you, it goes back to, like, what we say about mock drafts. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? These The, the scouts do it all year long. We do it for three months. So who knows? And that's also why I think it's so funny whenever we get to like the end of the drafts where it's like, I, my natural instinct is, oh, well, what did Mel Kuyper give our, like, what, what grade did we get from, I don't even care if it's just the most random, like sports outlet in the world. Oh, we got a A minus from the sport. Sweet. Yeah. We must have killed it. And it's like, nobody knows. Nah. We have no idea. It's better. It's yeah. better after like three or four years where you're like, yeah. okay, now you got a regrade of how you did. And I think we understand at that point, but I will say like the Mel Kuypers of the world, those guys that have been doing it a while, as we get closer to the draft, I think there's merit in understanding and listening to what they say, because if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mel Kuyper was the one who was like on the money with Tyler Smith early on. So as we get closer some of these OG guys are the ones that really are tapped into some of this information. So it'll be interesting to see as we get closer. I think, what are we, 10 days out, you know, 11 days out at this point. So, um, yeah, 11, the draft. Yeah. yeah. So it's, we're getting closer under two weeks here. And, um, with that comes in our first segment, where we're going to talk about the NFL has announced 17 invitees that have been invited to the draft. We'll go briefly over that real quick. Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC, Will Anderson from Alabama, Brian Branch, Jalen Carter, Zay Flowers, Christian Gonzalez, Paris Johnson Jr., Will Levis, Joey Porter Jr., Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, CJ Stroud, Keon White, Tyree Wilson, Devon, Devin, I'm sorry, Devin Witherspoon, and Bryce Young. Um, why we talk about this is there's two things that point and stick out to me. And Quentin Johnson not being invited to save face, which is you know, why, why is the NFL trying to save face? I think that's good drama. You know what I mean? If Quentin Wait, Johnson, why is? You Wait, why that? is he not? No. Quentin Johnson didn't get invited. Now, this is the word. Now, I don't know if this is a fact, but Quentin Johnson didn't get invited because they think they want to save from an embarrassing moment of him being stuck there and not being picked. So they, they didn't invite him for fear that he wouldn't get go in the first round, okay. which is if that's the reason behind it, I don't like the reason. 
I think the NFL sells drama. And if you sit in there, Aaron Rodgers, a la, you know, Aaron Rodgers in that time, I think that's <laughs> fun. Probably not fun for him, but it's fun for us. But then in the same vein, you got a guy like uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech, who I guess a lot of people are a lot higher on him than I am. Um, but you could easily swap those two, and I think it would make sense. What is your initial reaction to these 17 invitees and the guy who gets snubbed? Yeah, so Quinn Johnson's Quinn Johnson's obviously the most recognizable name that's not on here. To me, I don't really understand that logic because, like, I we're talking about maybe he makes it to the Cowboys at 26. Obviously, I think Cowboys fans are kind of divided in terms of if Quentin does make it to us, what do we do? Some, like me, I will be banging the table hard for take him, take him, take him. Some people say no. But then after the Cowboys, I mean, then you have the Bills coming up who could use a receiver number two. You have the Chiefs who are selecting. Like, to me, surely Quentin Johnson's not going to make it out of the first round, right? Like, that would make no sense. Yeah, I just... I. This is the part of it that kind of fatigues me about the draft is like there were people talking about him being the first guy off the board early. And now we're talking about don't being drafted or invited to the draft war room or draft room because you might slip into the second. Excuse me. But like, I, I just don't see it. Like, I mean, I could be wrong. And the fact that that's how they're presenting it means that they probably understand how he's being looked at. But I personally be surprised if he doesn't go in the first round. I completely agree. I see him as he will be a first round pick. And if he's at third 26, Dallas, please do it for me. Two other names that have been associated with the Cowboys. Like obviously one of Osiris Torrance, Steven Avia. We don't like conceivably those could be two Cowboys picks too. That wouldn't be at the draft. Like outside of a Zay flowers. Is there any player that the is like, have been really linked to also Dalton Kincaid, Michael Meyer. If you're in that like tight end boat, like, I don't think there's a very solid chance. The Cowboys, whoever the Cowboys draft is not at the draft this year. I didn't even think about that until you just said that, like there's legitimately maybe two guys, like you said, and just think about the pandemonium with this fan base and all the people that are representing Cowboys nation there. If it's Bijan Robinson in the first round, just think about that, right? Like the the chaos. I mean, Cowboys nation might flip on its head for that. So I think that's fun television, but looking at the 17 names, you're right. I mean, there really is. I mean, yeah, maybe JSN makes it, maybe JSN makes it to the Cowboys. Maybe Zay Flowers makes it to the Cowboys. Then the potential of Bijan, like that's it. That would be the only three names. And I don't think any of those three names are going to happen. No. And and so I guess I look at this and I'm like, we, we have a segment on it. We're talking about it. It's, it's relevant. Cause it's, 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 it's NFL draft time. It's, it's Cowboys conversation, but do you care who gets invited? Like these 17 names, like it used to be 25. It used to be a ton. And now it's like whittled down. I don't know if it's COVID related or if it's just like guys don't want to go. I mean, how do you feel about it being 17 names? And do you think they got it right? I mean, it seems like based on our conversation that we we think there are some misses here. Yeah, there. I mean, there's definitely misses on here. I will say, I think I'm now we're just kind of delving into a side topic. I almost think it's more fun to see the players at home with their families, like getting the call and then everybody going wild as opposed to like when they're at the draft. Yeah, they get the call. They hug their moms. They walk on stage and it's nothing special. I kind of like the at home moments better. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think there is some wholesome moments in this, but um, on a shallow note, who do you think will be the best dressed there? Like, who do you think is going to be the most fly 
college kid, and I'll, and I'll stall and explain this while you think about it, because I think um, B. John Robinson might come out there and look clean, clean as all hell on the draft night. <laughs> I I was going to say Bijan. It was going to sound a little bit like a homer pick. I will say it tends to be like the receivers. It's a, it's going to be a skill position guy who's the most best. It's not. And when I say skill possession, it's also not going to be CJ starter Bryce Young, most likely. Yeah. I think give me the Ohio State. Like, I yeah, I went to the Ohio State University, Jackson Smith and Jigba just showing up. Probably rocking OSU colors. Yeah. Maybe a Buckeye somewhere. I think JSN's going to be is the going to have dress. the crop top like Ezekiel Elliott or what? Is, <laughs> or is that CJ Stroud going to do that? Still the, still a top three draft fit, fit of all time, right? Zeke's that crop was, top suit. Yeah. Come that on. That was funny. I mean, he he leaned into the brand there. I, I You got to love that. Brand awareness is is funny. So um, I want to ask you this before we kind of quick uh, quickly pivot to a different subject here. Um, a, did you ever see Bijan Robinson on campus? And two, for me to pick him to be fly – if you have ever seen him, what's what's he like? Is he just wearing the the traditional football sweats and all that nonsense, or what's he wearing? I've so I've seen him twice on campus, or sorry, I've seen him twice around Austin. One was on campus, two was um when he was just driving around. I will say, I the um what's it called? It name and likeness. That's yeah, nil. Like the, yeah, yeah, the nil, the nil money. Treated Bichon well. His, <laughs> he had a very nice, I think it was a Raptor or something yeah. like that. A very nice track. But anyway, the, the only other time I saw him, he was wearing like a black t-shirt, jeans. It was very yeah. like, like, yeah, how like kind of nice. But he was also on campus, so it's yeah. not like you expected. One thing I want to say, when we haven't got a chance to take talk about this from the first mock draft you ever did on the website, how do you feel about Joey Porter Jr., who at one point we were like, he might, we might be able to get him at 26. And now it's like, <laughs> there is no chance. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We talk about that draft all the time because it's, it's kind of the juxtaposition of the Cowboys Nation where, like, yeah, they were right. Like, me putting Joey Porter in the first round, no shot. Like, it's not going to happen at all. But they also said that about Jalen Hyatt at 58. And like, Jalen yeah. Hyatt at 58 is a real possibility. And there's a real possibility. The Hyatt might not even be the first Tennessee uh, wide receiver taken with Cedric Tillman there. So um, that one is a little different, but you're right. I mean, Joey Porter is a smoke smoke pipe dream there. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I just like it. There was a real possibility. Where we were like, oh, Joey Porter. I think we could get Joey Porter at 26. And now it's like there is no chance. Yeah. Just and I will based say, off what's happened over the last month. I will say, too. I mean, we had talked about this. I think I, I think I understand how you feel about it, too. But. You know, even though we took Brandon Cooks or Brandon Cooks and we got Stephon Gilmore, I'm still very much in the camp of cornerback wide receiver. I'm still 100% on board with that in the first round. So um, I wrote an article, it'll be coming out in the next couple of days, where I think the Cowboys put themselves in an excellent position in the first round. Just based on the stuff they did, I think it would be damn near impossible for them to uh, mess this first round pickup. Outside of like taking a quarterback, as much as I don't love running back and tight end in the first round, there is justifiable reasons for them making those picks, even if that's like, you know, the fourth or fifth option for me. What if it's Jameer Gibbs? Like we talk about running back tight end. Like to me, yeah, I wouldn't be in, I wouldn't be thrilled if they took like a Michael Meyer, Dalton, Dalton Kincaid, but I can at least like, it's understandable. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs to me, it's like, okay, if you're going to go like, let's assume Bijan's off the board. 
they take Jameer Gibbs at 26. How do you feel about that? I mean, what do you value more? Let's say running back two in the back end or wide receiver five. You know what I mean? Like, what, what do you get more? What do they care more about? Do they care about instant impact? Or are they talking about over the five years? You know, I guess that's where yeah. their head's at. You have to figure out. So, yes, I probably wouldn't love the pick, especially if it isn't Bijan. If you're going to go running back, get get Bijan. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but yeah, I think running back tight end is something that I'm like, uh, like quietly whispering, like, we don't need this. But again, they put themselves in a position where I think I'm going to be okay with whatever they do. Yeah, I, I would be devastated if they took Jameer Gibbs at 26. I just don't. <laughs> bl- I will say, if, if you're going to take a, a running back not named Bijan in the first round, at least go Zach Charbonnet. I, I, to me, I'm the Zach Charbonnet guy over Gibbs. But like to me, don't settle for the second best running back if you had your sights set on Bijan going into the draft. Yeah, and it, this is actually a perfect segment or segue. I don't think you meant to do this, but if you did, uh, kudos to you. Um... Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Our next topic is we're going to talk about Christopher Knox from the Bleacher Report did an article this week talking about a bad fit for the Dallas Cowboys. And me and you already know this, but I actually put this guy in the first round of one of my mocks I did do because I thought he would be a home run signing for the Cowboys. But the way Christopher Knox kind of set this up, it makes a lot of sense. He thinks that Nolan Smith, defensive end linebacker from Georgia, would be a bad fit for the Cowboys. Before I get into his reasoning, how do you feel about that just on the surface? Do you agree with that sentiment? I I don't disagree with his sentiment in that we obviously know, I think Nolan Smith is, he has the traits to succeed in the NFL and he could absolutely, like, I, I could see him being an absolute home run edge defender pick. Like Nolan Smith is, we saw him during the combine, just a freak of nature. And so I can understand the reasoning of, yeah, the Cowboys have a lot of edge defenders. Like that's where he projects to be is defensive end, not off ball linebacker, right? No, yeah, so that's, I can get into it a little bit of what he said, because um, what you're saying is exactly how I perceived it, but what he had to say was, um, Dallas doesn't use, I'm taking this right out of the article, so Bleacher Report, again, this is, um, is, I just want to make sure I give the proper credit, Christopher Knox from the Bleacher Report, he said, the um, where is it, I'm sorry, for starters, Dallas does, does use while Dallas does use a three-man base defensive front, the Cowboys are rarely in a base formation. The Cowboys are a nickel 74% of the time last season, and linebacker Micah Parsons regularly moved up to fill the edge position opposite Lawrence in those situations. So he's saying yeah. that Nolan Smith and this defense would be used much in the same fashion that 
like Micah Parsons is, but Micah Parsons is much more of the build of a traditional linebacker who can do traditional linebacker things in that role. And that, you know, put your hand in the ground, be a pass rusher is what Nolan Smith probably is going to do, but the Cowboys wouldn't ask of him to do as much as probably another team would. So that's kind of why it's different, but I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't completely disagree with that in that like he's the Cowboys, the way that they use defensive ends, it's very like, they just they see their defensive every defensive end on this roster essentially is just athletes. Like we saw Demarcus Lawrence shift to defensive tackle this year. We saw him as a stand up defensive end at t- defensive end at defensive end at times too. And so it's more of they just like to use their edge defenders in creative ways. And so because they just have this laundry list of defensive ends that they could use. I mean. Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Sam Williams, who's going to get a much bigger chunk of the pie in terms of the snaps this year. They brought back Dante Fowler. I just, Nolan Smith's name might get lost in that depth chart. And so when you're looking at like, quote unquote, a best fit for Nolan Smith, the person or the player, it's going to be that team that needs edge defenders more. And that's not the Cowboys. So I, I understand his. Reason. Yeah. So, and that's kind of something that, um, it sounds like you agree with. Would you agree that it almost feels like a luxury pick for the Cowboys? Like it's probably not a necessity. I yeah, I that's the exact way it's at. And now, granted, if like the receivers we've talked about are off the board, like he would make an impact on the Cowboys. He would just like it, it's almost like if the Cowboys took a corner. That's like, kind of how I feel a little bit about corners. He would absolutely be useful on our team, and it's absolutely a need. But it's not like. It it would be the difference of like if we took a corner, he'd be our cornerback three, whereas on another team he might be a cornerback one. Yeah, I can understand that perspective, but I can overall I think I I differ just a little bit, right? I think almost any position except for offensive guard and defensive tackle would almost feel like a like a luxury pick for this team, right? Because you know what I mean. You I think we agree that we need a guard. You know I don't I don't want to reach for that guard, but if that guard falls to us in the first round, Steve Avila or Osiris Torrance, even like that's a play a plug and play. Like hey, you you fixed the need organically. Anything outside of that, um, you know, even tight end to me, I, I'm big on Jake Ferguson. I think Jake Ferguson's gonna explode this year. So a tight end in the first round seems like a you know a luxury pick to me. Now, the only difference I have or I think is that. You can never have too many pass rushers, right? I mean, this also puts the situation like if you draft Nolan Smith, do you need a Dorrance Armstrong? Can you move him for assets, get the money off the books? Completely forgot about You'd have to trade Dorrance Armstrong at that point. Right. You know what I mean? So like is even though there is no such thing as too many pass rushers, you, you could go a different way, but... I think this kid on a rookie deal would be a home run signing. So um, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with um, it being a bad fit, but I understand where he's coming from. It's just, you have so many good, like edge, like outs. Is there a defensive end on this team? Like when we just go through the roster of and we're, you, we're not going to call for, I know he's listed on the official depth chart as defensive end. I'm not counting Chauncey Goldston as a defensive end. He's a D tackle. Yeah. But when we, we go through, up. yeah. Yeah. When we go through Micah Parsons, Dem- Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, I'm, I've already missed somebody, haven't I? I maybe Micah. Yep. D Law. Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, like where would where would a rookie Nolan Smith fit in there? 
I enough. almost lean that he fits in like after Dorrance Armstrong. Well, do you need Dante Fowler if you draft Nolan Smith? Because it's only yeah, a they, deal. You know? He'd be cut. Right. He'd be cut. But I the better the better scenario in that is the the better the best case scenario in that is I think you actually start talking about shipping Sam Williams and Dorrance Armstrong because you you're gonna need the you're gonna need to give your first round pick time like he's gonna need his playing time yeah and so in order to get him that you about both Sam Williams and Dorrance Armstrong which like yeah Not you can get Sam some Williams? valuable assets no I love. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you can't draft a first round pick and then just not like bury him Use in him. the depth chart, which Fair. is what would, yeah, like he's he'd then fall into that rotation, which you can't do with your first round pick. Yeah. And we know Cowboys at times or the front office like lean towards using, you know, the, whoever they're paying or whoever they draft early is who's going to get the first crack. And you know, I think the Cowboys are what, more so than a lot of teams that get that reputation. So you're probably right. Like, Nolan Smith's going to have to be used. If you take the pick, they're going to want to see the, the ROI on that, the return on investment. Yeah. So um, we had talked about him being a bad fit in the Bleacher Report um, article here. But maybe you already mentioned this because you mentioned Jameer Gibbs. But is that somebody else you would think would maybe a bad fit in this draft that could possibly be there in round one, round two? I mean, we're talking about fit. I actually think like a Jameer Gibbs, a Bijan, even a Kincaid, Michael Meyer. I actually think they're kind of good fits because they could make an impact on this team. I don't think they're good picks for the Cowboys or good uses of their capital. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do not want to see them go running back or tight end. I just think like that actually be kind of good fits. I will say, I think the one we differ is I think cornerbacks any cornerback really would be a bad fit on this team simply because of what i mentioned before i trayvon's obviously number two bland's going to be the slot guy now gilmore's going to be on the outside so any quarterback that we take he, he just wouldn't be as good of a fit as somebody who like like i said a team that really needs a cornerback two slash one the cowboys the the cowboys are actually kind of loaded at cornerback now which is a great feeling so i don't think Any quarterback I don't think would be the best fit for the Cowboys. So I kind of like teased it earlier that I wrote an article saying that like I feel like the Cowboys could have to really try to mess this up. But I but I think the Cowboys find a really good way and Will McClay in the front office find a really good way of drafting for now, but also understanding the future, like drafting a cornerback this year. You're preparing for injury. You're preparing for a, a position battle. At the same time, you're preparing the fact that you only have Stephon Gilmore for a year. So if he learns, you don't trust un- Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis is cornerback <laughs> four right now. Yeah, that's true. But I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so if we could, if we get a guy in there, I think Deron Bland's our our nickel for years to come. Got to lock up Trayvon Diggs. They don't have that number two long term. Stefan Gilmore looks really good right now, but if they bring a cornerback in at 26, now we know we got our main three for the next four to five years, right? And I feel really good about that. But like you said, um, fit-wise, a specific player, somebody that I wouldn't want in the same vein that like we were just talking about Nolan Smith, but Luke, Luke, uh, Luke was Lucas Van Ness is somebody that I Uh-oh. probably yeah. I don't know if he'll get there. I don't know if he'll go earlier. I, I believe he will. But I just don't know if like the Cowboys need that type of defensive end. I think we need like a freakish guy. That's why I like Nolan Smith. He went out there and kind of was freakish in his testing. And the film matches up with that. 
Um, but like a Lucas Van Ness is kind of like a Herculean type of guy who's not going to impress you with the athletic ability. He's just going to be out there like try hard, you know, aggressive, like, you know, the that's just the, yeah, like, you know what I mean? I'm going out there, I give you everything I got and there's real value in that. But I think the Cowboys need more freakish athletes than that. So, and I don't want to keep circling back on this Nolan Smith because I re- I don't really think it's that likely that the Cowboys take a guy like Nolan Smith to 26. But would you be tempted to draw like we've had this conversation about off ball linebacker before, but like would like a just hyper athletic guy at off ball linebacker be more appealing to you where you can use him? And I mean, like I hate not like Micah because you are not going to be able to find a player like Micah, but a guy that does have that flexibility of you can use that off ball linebacker shift him maybe inside like the edge defender, maybe even defensive interior, because we saw Demarcus Lawrence play D tackle last year. Yeah, so. are we talking like like a Drew Anderson? Yeah, yeah, or Drew Sanders? Sorry, or, that's I'm sorry, Drew Sanders. I'm yeah, sorry. I Drew Sanders. I mean, yeah, like with the, is that how do you feel? Is that a good fit or a bad fit for you? Just hyper athletic guy that we can use all over the defense. I love Drew Sanders. I think he's a stud. It's just how I feel about the running back position in the sense that like. It's a premium pick for not a premium position. Now, if you're going to tell me he's going to have the same type of impact as a Micah Parsons, then it's a different game. But <laughs> but every athletic off-the-ball linebacker that comes out here that has traits is going to start being comped Micah. It's probably not a fair comp. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not fair to the player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't love him at 26, but if I could find a way to get him in the second round, I think we had talked about that. I would love Drew Sanders at in the second round. But also, you know, I don't know. I mean, any like you can never have enough pass rushers and defensive playmakers. Like it's a it's such an offensive league. If you can go out and build a stout defense wherever you can find it, I don't really care about the draft position at that point. If your defense is a top three, top five defense consistently, you're gonna win football games. Yeah, I completely I'm we I think touched on this last week. I'm completely on uh, agree with you on the Drew Sanders take where not in the first round, if we could somehow snag him in the second round, that would be amazing. But yeah, I think we're completely on board here. Okay. I mean, so we talked about enough about the negative, right? About the bad fits and stuff <laughs> like that. So this kind of spurred a question I want to ask you and I can go first if you want, or if you have it teed up for you, you can go first. Who is your best fit? We had talked about bad fits and we talked about fits that probably wouldn't be great, but who in this draft do you think would be the best fit for this Cowboys team? Oh, I hate to say it because it goes against what I've been like. I've been pounding the table for receiver and I've been pounding, like just get that number three ish wide receiver on the team. You don't like Brandon cooks. You don't really know what's going to happen after two years, but I think, Best fit is probably either Steven Avila or or Sirens Torres. I mean, that's a guy that, yeah, you, he's likely he's going to come in and he is going to be the cornerstone of not cornerstone. But he's going to be a guaranteed locked in starter day one. And we talked about this. Everything else really is. It's like a there's no other position where you can say that. Oh, yeah, they would likely be a starter day one. So like a Steven Avila at guard, I think that's probably the like best fit for like the both player and team. So I hate to say it because I've been banging the table so hard for receiver, but it's probably a, one of those two guards. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I know this is somebody that 
we had talked about, and I know how you feel about him, but I low-key wonder if Quentin Johnson would be one of the best fits for this team. Just because I wonder Big if... Big body he, guy? Yeah, somebody that can... Yeah. I mean, if Michael Gallup never regains form, he can step into that Michael Gallup role, be a field stretcher, somebody that's a big go-up-and-get-the-ball type, type of guy. I wonder if, you know, he he's... People are down on him right now. I'm not one of those people. I know we had talked about him. I know how you feel about him. So I wonder if, as far as best fits go, maybe that's a little strong, but I think he is one of the better fits for this Cowboys team. I don't know if you agree or how do you feel about that? No, I mean, I'm never going to disagree with Quinn Johnson in terms of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fits. And I do think that's something that we haven't talked about that much this off season that I do think was a little bit underrated aspect of, I mean, we haven't had it really since Des Bryant left. I mean, what's, when's the last big, what's the last big body receiver we had outside of Des Bryant? The guy that you're like, and I get it. You can kind of lob the ball to CD in the end zone and he makes some acrobatic catches sometimes, but it's not like the, that Des Bryant fader out in the end zone was like 75% success rate. We haven't had a, rec- a receiver yeah. like that. I can't yeah. even think of somebody outside of Des that really fits that mold in quite some time. Like Michael Gallup is, early. I don't really think, yeah. I, yeah, early that not any. Yeah. So I think absolutely he'd be a great fit opposite, opposite CD lamb who is, yeah, the quicker slot ish guy who, you know, yeah. same with Brandon cooks is almost the exact same receiver as CD. So, well, that's what I was going to say. Brandon Cook's a little smaller. He's the guy who can stretch the field. CeeDee Lamb's going to work the middle of the field. He has yeah. ability to go and really do some different things at that exposition or even in the slot. But that Quentin Johnson, if he's in there, he's doing things that both these guys aren't really doing. Right? Like you said, physical, hand catcher, go get the ball. He, he can fine-tune some things. He can, he can do a multitude of things. I think the knock on him is some stiffness and things like that. But I think for this team, he would be a really good fit. So in that vein is how does Quentin is Quentin Johnson? I I don't want to knock your pick and say he's a bad fit, but like in terms of his skill set being kind of similar to like a, a, he's obviously smaller than CD, but plays kind of similar to CD. He almost very he's a very I I think if you comped Brandon Cooks to Zay Flowers, it wouldn't be that ridiculous of a comp. Is that does that make it? Not a bad fit, but just not as appealing as a, of a fit. No, I mean I could be wrong on this, but I could I just see the I see Quentin Johnson filling the Gallup role. You know what yeah. I mean? Somebody, you know, that just go up and get it, like you said, kind of a bigger body. Ceedee Lamb is slim. You know what I mean? And Brandon Cooks is small. Like we don't, like you said, we don't have that Des Bryant aggressive, strong-bodied guy that I think like. Would well if you're looking at building up a, a wide receiver unit, almost like a starting five in basketball. We don't got that power forward. We don't have that center like bodied guy, and I think he would kind of come in and and be that strength, I guess. And you know, it, it probably won't happen. You know what I mean? Who knows? I mean, they'll probably go somewhere else. But it's it's. I think if you're going to build it in the sense of that term of athletic guys, I think that's kind of where I would lean a little bit. I want I want Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, so bad. It got that heated would... in the blog and the boys chat there for a little while <laughs> when we were trying to debate between tight end or, or wide receiver. Quentin Johnson had some fans, including me and you. So I think um, a job well done for the first and 10 crew to kind of get that uh, that ball rolling a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and, the, yeah. So the last no, take, or, last thing we're going to talk about here in the last few minutes here is um, I don't know if you had time to think about this. I don't know if you have one ready, um, but what is your boldest Cowboys? 
draft take? Like, what do you think is going to be, if you hit this, it's like hitting the lottery or hit the moment here where, what do you think is the craziest thing that's, you know, maybe possible with this Cowboys team in the draft? You give me yours first. I'm, I'm going to think on it. I think, and this is a bold take and it's probably a horror, a horror story take for a lot of people is I bet you my boldest take is I think the Cowboys are hoping that B. John Robinson's there. I think of I all think things. Jerry would love it. I yeah. think Jerry sees the dollar signs associated with Bijan Robinson in a Cowboys jersey. I mean, who's who's number five? Is it Brian Anger? Yeah. If they can get Brian Anger out of five, put Bijan Robinson in five, sell the Robinson jerseys, have another Zeke esque love affair at the running back position. Not only do I think the Cowboys aren't going to avoid that, I think they're hoping for it. And I think Jerry specifically is hoping for that when there may be better options, like fit wise. I don't know if there'll be better players because I think we agree that Bijan's like a top 10 guy, but if he ends up at 26, I think Jerry Jones ain't going to be able to control himself. If Bijan falls to 26, <laughs> I am going to just be like clutching my fist angrily because you're right. It's going to happen. Jerry, like I get it. Jerry's actually made a lot of progress this off season. He's done some stuff that we haven't seen Jerry do before, but he just, he's, He's just came off of eight straight years of Zeke jersey flying off the shelves. And he knows that, oh, Zeke part two is sitting there and I can make some serious money. Yeah, I would. Get I one. agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would get one. No, I get one, too. I mean, I'm a UT fan and Bijan's playing for yeah. my Cowboys. Of course I get one. I'll give I'll give two hot takes or my boldest takes. Number one, this is a little bit more mild, and we've kind of talked about this during the draft. I don't think the Cowboys need to touch cornerback until like the fourth, fifth round. Mm. And I just that to me, it's not a need for them. Okay. But a bolder take, and I'm trying to put a specific number on this in my head right now. I okay, my boldest take. I'll be bold with it, knowing that we wouldn't have to give this much capital up. I would be okay with the Cowboys, even given how much they've been trading this offseason, even though they have Brandon Cooks on the roster. I would be okay with the Cowboys giving up their first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. That was my boldest take. Now, bold. I still don't think the Cowboys, like, I don't think the Cowboys need to, like, give up if... I understand. Like we're out on the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. Jerry Jones has made enough trades for his life. He's probably still tuckered out from the first two he made. But the thought of DeAndre Hopkins for a second or third round pick, which is in my opinion what it would take right now, I'm still licking my lips at that. Like we're talking about Quentin Johnson at one who's yeah. or that twenty six who's like a yeah, he has some question marks around him. I believe in him, but why not? you can get like the guaranteed Quentin Johnson, like best case scenario, Quentin Johnson turns into DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I, I believe in the one in the hand is worth two in the bush. So if you're hoping Quentin Johnson is DeAndre Hopkins, why don't you just go and get DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, especially if you're in win now mode. So I, I agree. I mean, that's when you, you take it, you take a look and say, how do you value? Do you value the five years you'd have them or, can you get DeAndre for two or three? And then you value those two or three years versus the potential of the five. So that's why they get paid the big bucks and make those decisions. But I, I, I'd be hard pressed not to, if DeAndre Hopkins really wants to come here and he can work the contract and they're not really trying to do that because of Brandon cooks or whoever, like that'd be the one slip up. I think they would make all off season. You know, I think that'd be a slip up. 
if I, so yeah, I, I mean, I, we saw a report today or a report came out today that DeAndre Hopkins, he's not looking for any increase in money. So I think you, I think you can make the contracts work out. What about, what would you think about the potential of giving up Gallup and like a fourth round pick or so let's say Gallup and let's make it a little bit more rich Gallup and a third round pick for Hopkins, which is, I think would get the job done. I think that would get the job done in spades. I think you can get like Gallup and a fourth, and I would do it in a heartbeat. You know, yeah. I, th- I mean, because think what what's Gallup making thirteen million? I think making thirteen million for the next four years, five yeah. years, four so years, if it's, three. So if it's nineteen million for DeAndre, and maybe you can work the contract. If you can get him to thirteen, you're pretty much shipping a third or a fourth round pick in Gallup and swapping Hopkins for Gallup. I think uh, the Cowboys get better in that situation. Yeah. And so, but like, I guess the bold, the bolder point of that was like, I'd be willing to give up so much for Hopkins that although we've been talking so much about this first round pick, I'd easily ship it out for Hopkins. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's fair. I think it is bold, but I think it's fair. Like you always, you have that tempered where you're like, all right, this is going to be kind of crazy, but at the same time, it makes too much damn sense. So like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you here, but um, before we wrap it up, any other thing and anything else we want to touch on that we did not touch on yet? Um, you know, drafts getting close and you know, I'm loving the draft talk, but anything else you want to touch on? Let's one thing we have not touched on at all is defensive tackle in the first round. How you feel about defensive tackle in the first round? Who is it? Is it Mozzie Smith? Um, like who are we talking? Because let's Jalen Carter Smith. Yeah, you can you, let's blank check. Defensive mm-hmm. tackle. You can name. You can write in your name. Obviously, okay. Not Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. No. I'll sign that check twice. <laughs> no, that took yeah. no. Jalen Carter. Out. Anybody else? Not named Jalen Carter. I, I guess. I guess I want to see how the board falls. I mean, if you're sitting there and it's Zay Flowers or you know somebody you just didn't expect to fall, like, and then there's you know Mozzie Smith or some other D tackle, I'd probably lean somewhere else. Like, I mean, but I think the Cowboys will lean somewhere else too because they don't value that D tech position like other teams do. So I think history tells us they would probably go somewhere else. And I think I would too. Yep. Death taxes and Jerry Jones, not drafting a safety or defensive tackle in the first round. (laughs) And finally we have good safeties, a good safety. So, I mean, with Jonathan Hankins in the fold that feel, you feel pretty good about it. You don't have to reach there. And, um, and like I said, I, I, I love the I love what they've done so far, and I'm comfortable with what they do at 26. And uh, I wonder how much they'll surprise us. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. And uh, before we kind of get to that point, we'll have one more preview episode before we get to review the Cowboys and make sure you st- the Cowboys draft. Make sure you stay here on blogging the boys. You know we do two episodes a, a day here. There's always content, and you know we're gonna be live. I think for pretty much the whole thing during the draft. So. Um, Stay tuned, blogging the boys. I have you covered, Cowboys. It's coming soon, right? We're going to have some real things to talk about other than speculation. So from Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, First and Ten Podcast, brought to you by blogging the boys, powered by SP Nation. Hope everybody has a great week, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.